and he's blasted that, but what's that? It's gonna need a four shout because it's slicing right. Oh. Welcome back to the Plugs Golf Podcast. This is episode five. George, what are you drinking today? Uh, I've only got a glass of Dr Pepper. And why is that? Uh, I've got a bad bun. A bad bun. Yeah, I don't want to risk it with the alcohol. No. What about you? Uh, I've gone for me trusty crabbies. Yeah. Chilled. Yeah, nice. In the fridge all day. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, how'd you been last week, Wink Uh What was last week? Top 10 courses. That was my favourite episode so far. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot, actually. Yeah. No, it was a good one. Yeah. Good, one. good bit of research. and. Yeah, we were, I think we just... It was the most natural one so far. I feel like we... Uh, Felt it, yeah. Yeah. Worked very well. Uh, so, this week... Uh, it's just going to be a quick what's in the bag. Just a quick sort of walk through what's in my bag and what's in Cal's bag. Um, but we'll get on to that in a moment. Uh, yeah. Anything exciting? Golf news? Um, sort of not much going on really with the courses being reopened. I think a lot of my feed especially has been people being out playing and seeing what how they've been getting on or... How badly they've been getting on, or how well they've been getting on, really. I've seen uh, a question that was raised, probably because of the golf that was on at the weekend, uh-huh. um, and it was, do you think um, pros will be able to wear shorts yeah. some point soon during tournaments? Uh, personally, I think they should be able to. I don't. I don't see the problem with it. I think golf has evolved now that it's a sport where it is more sporty rather than the golf culture. Yeah, I mean, there's always uh, there's always been a thing about looking smart on the course and everything. I think you can look but smart enough in shorts. 100% like shorts look smarter than plus fours and whatever. Yeah, yeah I, I think so, yeah. I think so. so. I, 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 think, I think the guys that were playing on the weekend, they looked smart. It was, it was, it was a really different experience watching that, actually, because... They're carrying their own clubs. They've just got a small carry bag each. They've not got the big sort of tour bag. They've just got their own clubs. It, it felt very organic. Yeah, I, got, I didn't see any of it. So so they have mics on. They're all mic'd up. Yep. So you could hear the sort of banter between the four of them. Um, like I say, they're just carrying their own clubs. It's just, it. like I say, just felt very organic. Um, I actually really enjoyed... The format that they played. I've never never watched any skins format golf before. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the way it worked was each hole was worth a certain amount of money and a skin. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think one to six, I think it was, was for fifty thousand dollars. Seven to sixteen was worth a hundred thousand dollars per hole. Uh, Seventeen was worth two hundred thousand dollars. And then I think 18 was worth half a million dollars. And that's for charity, yeah? Yeah, so it was all, all raising money for charity. Um, if they won, if they sort of, sorry, if they made a birdie, I think they were getting £25,000 up to the uh, 13th hole. And then I think that was up to 75. Mm-hmm. And it was £50,000 for an eagle up to 100 after the 13th hole. So they raised a lot of money. Um, I think in the end, the total raised during the playtime was $5,503,959, which is which is a ridiculous sum of money. 
Yeah, over um, five and a half million pa- uh, dollars. Sorry. So who was uh, who was funding the tournament? Uh, so it was tailor made. I think they were the main funders uh, in America. I think it was Farmers Insurance as well. I think they're quite a big insurance firm in, in America. I know the PGA Mega Store uh, had donated a uh, hundred million. So on the second and the fourteenth, I think it was, they had longest drive is worth. $100,000 as well, mm-hmm. which Matt Wolf actually won both of, which is just shows how how far he can hit it, being so young. He's, he's yeah, my definitely. age, and he's hitting it further than Rory and Dustin Johnson. Yeah, that's crazy. Being two of the sort of well-known... Big hitters. Big hitters, yeah. But like I say, so $5.5 million raised. That's just during the playtime. I think you can still go and donate now. I know it's obviously tough times for everyone, I mean... We're speaking about another charity last week, but I think it's it's a good cause. I think they were doing it for the nurses in the US, actually. So, uh, yeah, um, Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson actually came out on top. Uh, they won 11 out of the 18 skins. So, mm-hmm. so what happens is, like I said, each hole is worth a skin and X dollars. Yeah. So if that hole is it's played in a match play format, so if that hole is then halved or so... All square after that hole, then the skin and the money rolls over to the next hole. Oh, okay. So I think, I think the first three holes were actually halved. So I think the fourth hole ended up being worth two hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars. Sorry. Yeah. And four skins. So it's it's a it's a it's a really good format actually. Like I say, I really enjoyed just, just sort of watching it and just getting a feel for the different format. Do you think you could see more of it? going forward or is it very particular to the sort of situation now yeah I think I think it worked well for the type of um, match in inverted commas that this was I think it I don't know whether it would work very well as a sort of tour event having a skins match but it works it works well for that and I know that we have actually spoken to a couple of our friends and are thinking about doing a similar sort of uh, similar sort of thing where we all throw in a X amount of money, maybe a pound a hole or two pound a hole. Yeah, it's something to look forward to when um, when we can sort of get back to normal on the courses. Yeah, playing whenever that is. And whenever. Yeah, of course. Not rush it. Of course, of course. Have you seen anything other than uh, other than the golf? Uh, I've seen a bit of build up for this coming Sunday, which would have been yesterday if you're listening on Monday. Yes. Yeah. Um, with the Tiger Woods. Panning, uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson match. Yeah. But uh, like I say, my, my news feed is sort of filled up with a lot of how people are getting on, a lot of scorecards at the minute, a lot of pictures of uh, sort of the green on a par three or videos of tee shots, first tee shots back and whatever. But I, I found that interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we managed to, managed to get out a couple of times, haven't we? Once since last episode... Um, together and then I I played again on I played on uh, Saturday. Um, how do you think we played the other night? Yeah, a big improvement from from last week. Obviously, we'll talk about it a little bit more later with what clubs we were using and everything. But yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was better. Yeah, I think uh, I think I felt a bit more confident with the shots that I was hitting. I've noticed that my big problem at the minute with my game. And why I'm dropping quite a lot of shots is actually that I'm sort of miss hitting the first tee shot and ending up taking three off the tee. Yeah. In in a lot of situations, sort of too many 
to sort of that I'd like to like a lot of par fours I'm not even in the fairway and I'm hitting and I'm already on shot four so it's it's uh, that's something I need to sort of fix with my game it's, it's the problem is, is I tend to hit one shot and it slices or I just hit it terribly and it just whatever and then I hit my third shot from the tee effectively and and then that one's the sort of a shot, the perfect shot. It's always frustrating when that's the when that's the case. Yeah, you're... it's like why couldn't I've just done that before and I'd there be there for one, not for three. Yeah, yeah, of course. But like I said, there's something I need to work on, uh, something to look forward to working on, and hopefully yeah. making because I think I don't think my putting was terrible. I don't think my iron play was terrible. My chipping, which is actually normally one of my strongest parts, was. A little bit weaker. On Were you trying out a new club again? Exactly. Yeah, we'll speak about that in in the next part. But yeah, yeah. How, how do you think you've gone? Yeah, not like bad. So you've played twice since we've last recorded. So. Yeah, not bad. Uh, um, Tuesday with yourself was better. Yeah. Um, just hitting newer clubs a bit better and stuff. So it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's nice just to see a little improvement now and again. That's the thing for for players like us is seeing that little improvement when you play. It's not seeing big strides in, oh, well, I shot 100 today, but then I went out the next day and shot 72. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not that sort of thing. It's, yeah, it's, it might not even be a... It might not even be a... Yeah, it's, it's just hitting more nice shots. It's the each time I go out. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, you feel, if you walk away... Walk off the 18th or the 9th because we only played line because we play after work or whatever, so didn't have time to squeeze in 18. But if you walk off after the round feeling satisfied or more satisfied, I think that's sort of the the goal at the minute. Do you know what I mean? It's just there's yeah, definitely. I mean, he's just getting back into it as well. Exactly. Yeah, and especially for you being out for like what was it, a few years. Yeah. Played for. Yeah, I mean, I I am. I haven't played regularly since I was about 16, yeah. I don't think. So, yeah, it's obviously been... Almost 10, or well, it's eight, eight years. years yeah, yeah, that's... yeah almost, almost nine. So, um, so yeah, it's just it's, it's been nice playing regularly and mm-hmm. playing it like four times the last 10 days or a couple of weeks or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah, obviously, like we said last week, I was obviously having a baby, so probably not much golf in the foreseeable couple of couple of weeks, possibly... No, it's a bit longer, no. But, so it's nice to sort of go out playing, playing well. Uh-huh. Um, makes me want to get out there again. Yeah, and hopefully keep the bug. Yeah, yeah. I look forward to getting out in about a month or so. Hopefully. Yeah. So, um, like I said earlier, um, we're going to chat all about our what's in the bags. So, catch that just after this short break. of our episode this week where we're talking about what's in our bag so we'll start uh, as we should do with the longest clubs the woods in our bags George what are you currently using and uh, and do you like them basically yeah so currently I'm gaming the M6 uh, D type driver uh, I like the D type driver it's got the weights lower and further back in the head yeah. uh, I'm a prolific slicer 
Um, so it does give me a little bit of forgiveness, actually, um, having that option of having... Well, it's not really an option, but having that sort of extra help with the draw bias, it does keep the shots... Well, it tends to keep them slightly straighter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got it in a 10.5 degree. Uh, I tend to have it on standard. Sometimes I move it lower... Uh, if I want a little bit more distance out of it, but it's slightly harder to hit because I'm not very good. Yeah, so. I mean, based on the courses that we've been playing over the last couple of weeks, just the two that are literally just down the road from from, from our houses, just one one side, one the other, um, you don't really have the opportunity to hit the driver. No, um, there's maybe a maximum of four holes across those two courses. They're both only nine course, nine hole courses. Yeah. So four holes across 18 holes to actually sort of have that option on the driver. Then could and could possibly it, be too long. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's nice to have the option. I do like the driver because I, I have and do play longer courses. So it's nice to have the option of the driver in there. If I am hitting it well one day, I'll take full advantage of it and use it as much as I possibly can. Yeah, what did you have before the uh, the M6 D-type? Uh, so before before that, I actually had my granddad's old set. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've I've recently just changed sort of the majority of my bag, sort of ninety nine percent of it actually. So I've only mm-hmm. actually got one club left of my granddad's now. But before that, I was actually gaming. It was just a Dunlop drivers. Uh, I think it was ten and a half degree as well. But just one that I got from Sports Direct. I think my brother actually bought it, but he, didn't play. he, he just bought it for, to go down the driving range. But I was obviously playing a lot more golf on the course, so it was good for me to have that in the bag. Um, but I think he only bought it for like 17 quid. So it, it, it did a job, it was fine, but like I said, I sliced the head out of it. So now, what about you, Cal? Uh, I don't actually uh, have a driver at the minute. I've got 14 clubs in the bag, and we'll obviously get to all of those, but. Um, Getting back into it, I just I didn't know if I'd be able to hit um, sort of fairway wood or hybrid as mm-hmm. as nice as I wanted to. So I thought playing the shorter courses at the minute, I thought I'd leave um, leave a driver out for the time being. Yeah. Um, I think before that I had uh, I think it was Dunlop potentially. I can't remember. It was a John Daly set and it was massive. The head on it. I think I it yeah it yeah one side. The head was huge. <sighs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the easiest to hit. No, I don't think. Strange honestly, I don't think I had any tees long enough. For, like, yeah, for the, that. It the was, face was so it, deep. It was massive. It was almost. It was almost too deep that you just had. It was almost like an overconfidence thing, maybe. <laughs> like, like you're like, oh, I can't miss this. Oh, I can't miss the face. But like, I take I it to the driving range, and where the ball was sat, there was no way I could really hit it in the sweet spot with get it. under it yeah. yeah yeah. I was just dragging it through the mat the whole time yeah um, but yeah what about your, your fairway woods uh, so I'm currently gaming two fairway woods um, a three wood and a five wood so my three woods 16 degree uh, five wood 19 degree um, both again M6 tailor made uh, both again D type so again with the weights sort of lower and further back in the head it, like I say again, it just helps me because I'm a horrific slicer of the ball with the uh, with my woods. So it just it really does, really does help me with that. When we played last week, I was seeing certain shots. It's still yeah it's still going. So how much do you think it it does help? Uh, it does help, but I think I can now c- 
control it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I can keep it straighter if I need to. Um, but if you want to play a shot that shape, you have the ability to. Yeah, yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know whether it's just uh, an improvement on my part or whether it is just the sort of um, psychological sort of help from the uh, from the woods or the, yeah, from all, all the woods. So, so to, to know that if I am going to slice it, it's going to give me that little help. But I can also now sort of more self-taught, not had any lessons really. Mm-hmm. But it's nice that I can sort of try and control the sh- the flight shape. Yeah. I still, I'm not, I can't draw a ball. But no, I can I'm... keep it fairly straight or I can turn it right. So it's nice to sort of have them two options. I can't draw on command. No, I've... I've tried, but just not very good at all. What about you? What finishes? So so you've got the three tailor-made M6 D-types. I've gone... um, I've gone on eBay recently, basically, when I got back into it to sort of freshen up the bag. I got rid of the the John Daly woods, uh, which I had driver, three-wood, five-wood. Went on eBay. I got myself a a Nike three-wood. It was the VRS Covert 2. Okay. Um, which I believe was from 2014, yeah, and it's got like it's got a proper like rich red. Head yeah, on it. it is really nice. Um, I really like it. Looks nice behind the behind the ball. Yeah. Um, re- relatively in relatively good condition. Yeah, it is, it is in good condition. Um, considering you know it's probably been used by someone for, for the best part of six years. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so yeah, I got that for 37 pounds on eBay. Yeah, that is which I, I didn't think it was bad. Probably I can't. Again, I'm slicing. Uh-huh. Quite a lot with that. I've only used it sort of four or five yeah, times. A few occasions when we've played. But it, yeah. it's yeah, it it's, does, it's it sort of kick right. Does a job though, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting um, a fair distance on it. Yeah. Like I'm not the strongest and don't hit the furthest, but it's it's doing the job. I'm not making bad con- contact with it. Uh-huh. It does it does go right. And then in the five wood again, another uh, eBay purchase. It was the Nike Vapor uh, Vaporfly f- five wood, um, which was two thousand sixteen. So last model that Nike actually made. Yeah, so sixteen models. This is it's got a bright blue head. Yeah, so um, it's, it's, I really like it. Yeah, it again. This one probably looks nicer behind the ball than, yeah. than the red, in my opinion. But I do like. I remember when you like first got it, and we were down driving range. I hit it, and it was, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's nice. It. So I've been hitting that all right, actually. Yeah, um, we played a nice shot with it um, when we played on Tuesday, actually. Yeah, yeah. So a I look nice shots, actually, look forward to one. getting out and hitting that again because I want to. You know, you want to make it a consistency. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the main thing, isn't it? It's in our sort of game. Yeah, but they're they're nice uh, nice clubs in good condition. Uh, they'll do the job for the time being. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So yeah, what have you? What's the next longest club in the bag, George? Um, so I've got one hybrid. Yeah. And I was saying before that I've only got one of my granddad's clubs left, and this is the one. So it's a it's a Bay Hill SMS hybrid, uh, twenty seven degrees five hybrid. Yep. So it's only in the bag because it's sort of the only club that I've got as a gap between the five wood and my longest iron. Um, this will be the next thing that will be changed. So yeah. This is the last sort of piece of the puzzle now. What do you for, for What me. do you think you'd opt for? Do you think you'd... Um, 
Do you think you go for a three or a four just to try and reduce the gap either side? Because I think a five wood to five hybrid is probably a bigger gap than yeah. you'd want in your bag. Yeah, definitely. I think what I'm looking at actually is uh, the tailor-made gapper mm-hmm. in either the gapper high or the gapper mid. Um, so it's almost like a long iron, but the sort of the shape of a more conventional so the gap of high is the sort of shape of a more conventional hybrid yeah but the gap of mid is sort of like in between a long iron and a hybrid so I don't know whether that would maybe give me a bit more confidence maybe in a three um, just so that there is a bit of gap in and enough of a gap and that I would sort of have a variety of shots to play that's another uh, nice looking club as well and it? it's got like the, the sort of graphite and yeah um, Green, Green yeah. Um, yeah, it's a nice looking one. You say that's that's still current model at the moment as well. Yeah, so. I think it is with Taylor Made. Yeah, I think, but I mean, as you can tell already, I'm quite a Taylor Made fan, um, and that will be apparent as we carry on down the <laughs> clubs. Um, I think the hybrid and only one other club and not Taylor Made in my bag. Oh, sorry, two other clubs yeah. and not uh, Taylor Made in my bag. Um, what about you, Cal? What have you got in the hybrid department? Um, a couple of these. So again, more. Uh, more Nike clubs. I've got uh, the three hybrid. Um, I've got this the Nike, sling, Nike slingshot, um, three hybrid, uniflex shaft, and it's a high launch, I believe. Oh, nice. Um, which which does help. Um, and I've also got the four, but in a graphite shaft. Okay. Um, the three I bought on eBay again for twenty four pounds and ninety nine pence, and again that's in pretty yeah, pretty good easy. condition. It is a good neck. Um, hit that one quite nicely out of the rough the other day. Yeah, he did. Um, really nice really connection nice shot. Um, The four actually covered my arms, which I'll um, get to shortly. But yeah, both good uh, good clubs. I, I think they're, they're really forgiving. And the high launch, obviously, yeah, obviously helps me helps. as well. But, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, no, they're nice. They're nice. Should we get onto the irons? Yeah, I think so. Um, shall I go first again? So, yeah. Uh, I've got irons so I've got five iron down to sand wedge in the tailor made M6 to match my uh, driver three wood five wood so they're just in a graphite shaft um, probably one of the only things that I maybe regret about buying them so the I've graphite got shaft, yeah, yeah the graphite shaft I think probably could have gone with a steel shaft uh, but to be honest I, I really like them I get on with them really well I hit them nicely um so as I say, I got that in a five wood, a five iron down to sand wedge. So I didn't want the four to pitching wedge because I struggle with long irons. I prefer I'd prefer a, a hybrid in that in that gap between the yeah between the longest iron and the and the sort of shortest wood. Yeah. And I wanted a a setup of four wedges, which we'll get onto the other two. But obviously, I've got the pitching wedge and the sand wedge. Yeah, uh, to match the rest of the irons, which I really like. I like they're really nice, really <clears throat> nice looking. The wedges, in that yeah, mindset. yeah, they are. They're really nice. So I like the sand wedge. How so? The the pitching wedge is sort of the same shape on the head as the um, as the rest of the irons. So yeah. It's got the speed bridge um, across the sort of middle yeah, sorry, of the, middle the, of the sand wedge, and then the sand nice wedge sort of blade is yeah, like a bladed looking club. Um, and I just I can hit that really nicely. It's probably one of the clubs that I'm most confident with in my bag because I, I know the distance that I've got on it and it's one of the only clubs that I'm really confident on distance with and really confident with hitting. So it's just I think that's 
I'm just a really big fan of it actually. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? What, what's your iron setup? So as I said, I've got the four hybrid um, with my iron set, which I actually bought from uh, a colleague. Um, uh, so I've got the five iron to pitching wedge in the Nike slingshots, mm-hmm. um, steel shaft, um, and they're, they're really nice. Again, yeah. they're forgiving, um, they hit them really nicely. Yeah. To be fair, I, I tend to be quite confident with my iron shots. I just don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't hit enough of them off the tee, I don't think. I usually use my hybrid or yeah. three wood at the moment on the longer ones or then on the short ones, obviously, pitching wedge. But these ones in in between. It yeah, is. so that's, that's the sort of biggest problem with, like we said, the courses, the two closest courses that we've actually been playing in the last couple of weeks. They're... Um, they're only nine hole courses, so they're only very short. So the par threes are very short. Yeah. So they're literally just a pitching wedge, or um, I think, I mean, the longest that I would hit would probably be like a seven iron. Yeah. On, on the par course, threes, yeah. whereas obviously when you when you play longer par threes, you're going to be with our sort of distances, you're going to be hitting um like a, a longer club because they're going to be longer holes so yeah I mean the, what uh, the newest edition is a club that I haven't u- been able to go and use yet um, it was a Ping G22 iron yeah um, oh, one of the blue yesterday? dot irons yeah it arrived um, a oh, couple of days ago sorry. yeah um, it's got a much smaller sort of face and yeah shallower um, face yeah sh- than the than the slingshot irons, um, but it's nice and sort of deep in the head, so yeah. it should be fairly forgiving for a two iron. It's, it's I'm got thinking. it's got quite a flat bottom as well, isn't it? So it should it's almost like a hybrid sort of bottom where you shouldn't you shouldn't sort of sort dig of, it into the ground. Sort too much, of looks because um, again it's a high launch one. Um, it sort of looks like a chipper. It's got that. Yeah, sort of flat bottom. Yeah, and, and slightly, um, slightly slanted face. So I look forward to hitting that actually because I used to have a three iron. Uh, it's only a Dunlop three iron, but I used to hit it all right. To be yeah. Fair. Um, so it'd just be interesting to hit that again. I wanted something that sat um, just a longer iron, really. Just when I'm not hitting the hybrids too well, I wanted like a little yeah. alternative. So yeah, definitely. Um, I look forward to trying that, and obviously I'll let everyone know how I get on when I when I can get out. Um, but yeah, no, they've been a solid purchase. It's something that, with playing more regularly and something in the next sort of year or two, I'll I'll look to update um, the irons. I think. Yeah. Um, especially if I can I can improve and. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It's obviously like like we said in the Tiger episode. I think he was using outdated equipment for a couple of years, and that's why Phil Mickelson was maybe. Um, playing better than him but when he got that upgraded equipment he then rose above yeah. again so it's, it's there's obviously something in the equipment being upgraded and I think with the change that you've you're going to eventually have with clubs that are from I don't even know when the slingshots that you've got came uh, out maybe 2014 yeah 1415 yeah so, so you're going to have we used to we used to stock them here maybe the model after these I think I may have had the first slingshot model okay um, I think they're just about in date in, with regards to technology, yeah, um, I think they're just about you know the touching distance there. But yeah, so, so when I've tried your M sixes with the graphite shaft, I've really liked them. Really yeah. like the feel of it. So I think that's the sort of thing I'd I'd opt for next is, yeah. is a graphite shaft. I think that would work 
more probably for me, or there'd be a bigger difference, more noticeable difference with me hitting um, using graphite shafts than uh, than yourself. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I think there's going to be enough of a gap between the, the when the slingshots came out to like say if you update your irons in the next two years or whatever so yeah. there'll be like a seven or eight year gap there there will be, be enough, enough of a noticeable difference yeah so I mean I know that the clubs I had before like I said just, just hand me downs from, from my grand, from my granddad but they were just uh, they were just a set of hippos yeah and I I could hit them okay they were fine I could hit nice shots but again it's just Having that updating technology because I think my granddad must have got them in the 2000s, so they, must, they were really old. So. There must have been a considerable weight difference between, the yeah, two definitely. Yeah, the, I yeah mean, I now so. they're so light now. I mean, that's I think uh, graphite shafts will, will work really well for myself, but yeah, um, it should get swing speed up for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, we'll hope we're hoping to get um to get down the range and properly track our shots and work out gapping because I, I've never done that. I don't know about yourself. No, I've never never had a gapping session, so it would be really interesting to actually know the distances and and to be confident with those distances because I think, I think that is part of my game. Like I was saying earlier about my sand wedge, knowing the distance that I can hit it quite well and being confident with it, I think that might be a problem with sort of a lot of my clubs. Yeah. So if I had a full... You can hit this club X distance. It would breed confidence in in me with that club because it'd be like, well, I know I can hit it that far, so I'm gonna hit it that far. So that's the club I'm choosing because that's how far I want to hit it. Yep. Not not so much at the minute where it's like, oh, I'm gonna choose three wood off the tee because it's gonna be shorter than my driver, and oh, I think I probably hit it better. So it's like, whereas if I know, okay, I can hit my driver. 210 carry maybe I yeah. don't know just uh, that's what uh, if, if uh, in my head that's probably how far I think I could hit it yeah. 210 carry which is probably like a 2 on a dry day maybe 225 230 total whereas the 3 woods probably uh, maybe 190 carry 180 carry or probably, yeah, probably about 190 carry to 210 total mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's just having that confidence of being like, okay, so there's a bunker here, two ten. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna probably carry it with the driver, so I'll hit a three wood, but maybe not, not go at it, but just sort of ease into the swing because I know then it will carry one ninety, but not roll into the bunker. So it's, it's having that confidence when you set up at the ball and yeah. with any and and. That sort of goes through any of the clubs. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, it's a bit like uh, I think the f- yeah the first time we played um, after after this lockdown was sort of eased um, when I tried to hit a six iron on a par three and just overshot the green yeah. completely, lost the ball, um, and yeah, stuff like that. Just knowing that well, that's you know yeah. I I can make that with an eight iron or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it'll be it'll be handy to know, and we'll only improve our game further. Yeah, exactly. Um, should we get onto the wedges after a quick break? Yeah. Okay. Welcome back to the what's in the bag for Cal and George. Yeah. Uh, so now we're on to 
the wedges. Onto wedges, George. What uh, what have you got? We know you've got the M6 pigeon wedge and sand wedge. What have you got yeah. accompanying accompanying them? So the gap between the pigeon wedge and the sand wedge, I've got a uh, 52 degree Vokey design. Um, I just bought it from uh, from eBay a couple of weeks ago. Uh, just cost me 25 pounds. It's the spin milled. Yeah. Uh, so it's in 52 degree, uh, eight degrees of bounce. Uh, really like the club actually. It's got it's got a lot it's got a lot of rust on it, but I like that. It, it, again, that that sort of breeds confidence that I'm going to get a bit of spin on it, and I just I really enjoy hitting that club. Um, and then my next club is my lob wedge. So that's a 60 degree it with. 10 degrees of bounce again. Oh, sorry, no, it's 8 degrees and 10 degrees. So 10 degrees of bounce on the lob wedge. Uh, and that's a tailor-made mill grind two. Yeah. Um, which I actually won on a Facebook raffle uh, uh, last week. So I, I took that on the first round on Tuesday. I said earlier on that my uh, short game is normally one of my strongest points in, in my game, actually. But I, I was... Struggling to get used to the mill grind too at first. Um, I hit a couple of nice shots with it. Uh, I don't know if I was using it in some some of the wrong situations, downhill lies and yeah, stuff like that. I think you were just a bit hasty to, to, to use, use it. it. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely was. Um, but I think I'll learn to love it. Um, <laughs> I've just got that in the chrome finish. I was going to go for the black finish, but I did have a Dunlop 60 degree in the black finish. And like I say, again, that was one of my granddad's old clubs. So, I just, the face lost a lot of the black and the sort of bottom, and it just didn't look particularly nice after that. And I just think, I just think, now that I had the choice, I wanted to try something a little bit different. Um, I how, like it. I like how it. important do you think it is that a club looks nice, and when you look down, it's a nice looking I club think that's, ball? I think that's imperative. I think that's sort of, maybe... 80% of how you think you're going to hit it. If, if, you, if you're confident stepping up to it because of the look, because you like the look of it or something, I, think, I honestly think that's really important. But would you be more, more confident with a club that looks really nice that you've been struggling to hit, but it still look, you know, it looks pristine, or yeah. you've got a chipped old club that you've got a history of hitting it well? Yeah, I know what you mean. Because I've had that with... Uh, I used to have a seven-wood... Um, it was a Donay, a Donay 7 oh, And I bought it from a... I bought a whole set of clubs. It was the John Daly's, um, but it also had this Donay 7 wood. I bought it for £15, the whole set, and a bag, okay. at a boot sale. Oh, nice. Um, and the wife, uh, or, uh, the wife was selling the husband's clubs without the husband knowing, oh, okay. and she didn't have a clue how much they were worth. Yeah. And obviously, they wouldn't have been worth much, but £15 was, a, was a steal, okay. considering it was a, it was a full 14 uh, club set. Oh, nice. Uh, a bag, but the bag was ancient. Yeah, £15. Um, yeah, you can't we, tell you nose up to past it. Dad, uh, my dad was like, How much do we take for that? She was like, I haven't got a clue. Dad offered her 15 She took it. Oh, there you so, go. Uh, but it wasn't, it was ugly. It was chipped. It was It was hideous. Yeah. But um, if I was in the rough with a fair distance, with a seven wood, yeah. Enough loft, just enough loft, just get it out, yeah. Plucked it out of there and went a fair distance. And I was always quite confident with that, yeah. Um, have you still got it? No, I honestly don't even know where it is now. Okay. Um, I because I got rid of those clubs after I stopped playing when I was about 
17, maybe, uh, okay. I think. Or that was the last time I probably would have used them. Um, but yeah, no, that was... A, I, w- I would always be confident with that behind the ball. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's... Yeah, not for me, not always. about looks, but a lot of my clubs are nice looking behind the ball. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about your wedge setup, Cal? Yeah, more nice looking clubs. I've got the 56 and 60 degree uh, tightless Voki design spin milled, 50, uh, well, 56 and 60, um, with bounce of 8 and 7, respectively. Okay. Um, they're nice black and gold heads. Yeah, they are. Um, nice when heads. clean, they, they look yeah. lovely. But. Um, yeah, I've been playing. I was playing better with them the other day. Um, just I think with you, like you with your uh, you know tailor made, it was a bit. I was just a bit too hasty to use them. I was using them in the wrong situations, yeah. playing the wrong shots with them. Um, but now they're sort of uh, I've used them, you Enough, know, across yeah. th- uh, three or four rounds. And it's like they're, yeah, they're they're being used in the right situations. I'm not going to them because I want to see how it, yeah. um, how it feels. But um, so you, but yeah, no, they're nice. They're nice clubs. So you've got the pitching wedge from the from the slingshots, and then down to a fifty six and sixty. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think there is a gap in between that sort of pitching wedge, which is probably around a forty eight to the fifty six? Do you think there is a gap? Because that was, um, I've just gone over my fifty two degree. That was my gap sort of wedge, mm. and I've for a long time only had thirteen clubs in the bag, and that was one of the ones that, that that was always the space that I was holding out for to get a 52 degree but I was just waiting for the right prize for the right club to come up and I got it but do you think obviously you've got 14 clubs in the bag already do you think a 52 degree would help you at all and do you think um, sorry what, what would you change out for the 52 degree if you were to get one so I've obviously got 14 clubs with that gap in the wedges and no driver. Yeah. So I think the first thing to free up a space, it will be working out um, what one or two clubs, I'll probably want two in the bag, but what two of the three and four hybrids and the two iron I'd like in the bag. Now that can change depending on where I'm playing. Yeah, I'm of playing, course, yeah. Um, and what have you. But um, that'd be interesting to see what, which ones I get on with more, which one I can sort of take out. So once I do that, I can then look to get a 52-degree yeah. wedge, I think. That, that'll think be the, the, the best bet, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure what I'd go for. I'm not sure whether I'd stick with the Vokey design, try and get a different one of them, mm-hmm. or um, or if I would try and get a brand-new club. Yeah. Um, what, would we, what would be best? I definitely won't be getting one of the uh, one-length Cobras, yeah. Cobra wedges. They're very odd, aren't they? I think... I've got one in the shop work and I think the the fact that it's a seven iron length shaft in a 60 degree or 52 any sort of wedge it just it just I don't know it doesn't sit well with me it, it feels so wrong stood there I don't know you just don't feel close enough no I don't no. know you, you don't feel close enough to be able to play the shot you'd want to play with a wedge so I'm not sure what I don't, I don't know who it's know, aimed at I don't know what I don't know what the benefit of them is personally I don't, I don't know. No. Uh, and that's the... I don't know what the benefit of the one-length clubs are. I don't, I don't know. If anyone if anyone does know, let us know. Or plays with them. Or plays with them, yeah. yeah. If, if you play with them and you get on with them, let us know what you like about them. Definitely. Yeah, I can't see it being a, being a benefit yeah. at all. So, you reckon you only want two out of the two hybrids and the two iron, depending on where you're playing, 
So if you had two of those and took the other one out, you'd then maybe swap in a 52 degree. Where would your um, where would your driver come into that if you were to get a driver, or, would, or do you think the three are the three wood is long enough? I think for what you? I'd probably do is I I think realistically I'd probably drop the 60 degree okay. wedge because I've got the 56. Yeah, okay. That would probably free up another. Just spot. open the face up on the 56. Yeah, because you've obviously got you got 52. Yeah, you got your sandwich as well, haven't you? So yeah. See, my thing was I wanted the four wedges because I'm I like my short game, and I wanted to have as many options in the short game where I am good. That's where I wanted my options so that there was less gap in there. Yeah. Whereas the long the long clubs for me it was more, if I can hack it down there, then I can yeah possibly save par sure. or bogey down the down towards the green and that's the thing for me if I can get it down there in one or two and I've got to get up and down for par or bogey it's it's always a possibility for me because I am uh, that's the strongest part of my game so I want, like I said I wanted the most options there yeah it'd be hard for me to make a decision without doing some sort of testing yeah do some sort of gap in with them because if uh, let's say I can hit the three hybrid about as far as the five wood um, but yeah. like straighter than the five wood. It's on, you then, get rid of the five wood. Yeah, yeah, of course. Even though I've been hitting it quite nicely, if I can do that with the hybrid, yeah. and that can sort of serve two purposes. Yeah, definitely. Then, um, then yeah. It, so it's a difficult decision to make. You, just looking on paper, you almost want to get. You almost want to have the driver three wood, five wood, the two hybrid, the, the two iron, the wedge. You want to almost want to have all the clubs. Yeah, and then. Like you say, almost have a gap in session with all fifteen clubs or whatever, or sixteen clubs, and then make your decision there. You could say, well, with the two iron, I'm hitting just as far as the five wood, but I'm hitting the five wood better. So what's the yeah. point in having the two iron? Like, do you know, like it, it, it'd yeah, be interesting. To, yeah, so is it? It'd be interesting to have all the clubs at the disposal and then decide from there. I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it'd be interesting to get sort of 16, 17 clubs and mm-hmm. use them all, rotate them. Yeah, change them out depending playing. on where you're playing. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think that would be, that'd be something that I'd look to do as well. Because um, that, that is the thing. I think a lot of people get stuck in, I've got 16 clubs and that's my bag. I don't want to change it. Whereas, 14. Oh, sorry, 14. Yeah, sorry, 14 clubs. That's my bag. I don't want to change it. Whereas... If you're playing, I mean, if you play at the same place, you're a member of somewhere, and you're playing that one you're place, playing it well. you're playing it well. You know what clubs you're hitting on every hole, then fine, carry on. But I think, like you say, you almost want to have 16, 17 clubs at your disposal, and then you can say, okay, when well, I'm playing this course, it's two thousand yards shorter, so I'm probably not going to need a driver, but I'm going to need my three wood where I would normally use my driver. So yeah. the driver yeah. can come out. The two iron can come in because I've. Do you know? Like you can make yeah, the, the. You can swap and change however you need to. Yeah. Well, on to the most important club yeah, in the bag. Most used club. Yeah. What have you got, George? Um, so I've got the Odyssey Metal X uh, in the seven shape. Um, so there's sort of two fangs. Mm-hmm. It's it's black out with a sort of with a silver steel shaft, and honestly, I really like it. It's, yeah. I bought it from uh, Facebook for forty five pounds um, when I that was when I was in the process of actually buying the M six clubs from 
well, I got them through work at yeah. a sort of discounted price because obviously where we work we can get own use clubs uh, through TaylorMade or Callaway or whatever. So I I got that at the same time. So I changed out my putter, my irons, and my woods all at the same time. So that was a real that was a nice change but the putter I'm really getting on with I really like the mallet shape it gives me a lot more confidence behind the ball uh, I used to have a Odyssey hot white just in a blade and I couldn't hit it so really? I, I couldn't make any putts with it honestly it was terrible uh, I'm currently I've just got the stock Odyssey putter on it the uh, Odyssey grip that came on it um, I've got a super stroke putter uh, putter grip oh, I can't speak today Got the super stroke putter grip to fit on it. Um, I'm actually going to have a go at fitting it myself, I think. Yeah? Yeah, there's another sort of pipeline thing that I'll speak about in a minute, actually, but I'll get onto your putter first, Cal. Yeah, so it's my least favourite club in the bag. I yes. don't get on with it at all. I only purchased it. Uh, well, during the lockdown period, and obviously only played with it three or four times. Just because you needed a putter, really. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Know. I lo- I used to play with a US Kids Golf one. I I like to be quite low to the. Yeah, you um, like you like to grip down on a lot of clubs. Yeah, um, so I had a US Kids Golf one. It was the largest set, or it was a putter from the largest set they done. Yeah. I had it lying around in the shop one day, and I just I think I only got it for about ten fifteen pounds, yeah. but um, I just really liked it. it. Had a really nice grip on it. A nice shape. It's just a like a small mallet head, okay. um, like a half and half sort of thing, like yeah, a Phil Mickelson sort of. Yeah, shape. sort of, and it was it was really nice. I, again, I don't know where that went. I haven't got a clue. But I then got the tailor-made uh, Rossa Monza putter. Uh, it's like a black mallet sort of head. Uh, I've got it thirty-five inches, so it's the opposite of having the the short putter. Yeah. The short putter. I've gone for a slightly. Slightly longer one than like standard, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, and I just don't get on with it. I mean, it doesn't help the condition it's in. It, it usually comes with two weights. One of them was missing. Again, I purchased it from eBay for twenty six ninety five, so you yeah, can't ask for too much. But is what it is. Um, it, really? Yeah, one of the weights is missing. Um, it's bent. It's bent, and that does not help. I'm really yeah. not confident looking down at that and putting. Mm-hmm. I haven't been putting too bad of it, but it's it's a bit like what you said earlier about confidence and. I think putter is one of the ones where you need that. Like you said, need to be confident with that. The you down, you're going to be hitting most. There's no margin for error. You're going to be hitting on every single hole. That's the only club, well, unless you're chipping in, but you're going to hit that on pretty much every it's hole. It's the only one where millimetres count, know, yeah. makes the difference. So I've looked down at it and it's yeah. it's not bent too much, but it's noticeable. noticeable. Yeah. Um, so I'd definitely be looking to get something else. If anyone's got a putter they don't want or don't use, let me know uh, or send it to me. I'll have it for free. But um, <laughs> if you want to sell it, I'm more than You're in the market for a putter. At 100%. Yeah. I've not got on with this at all, just looking at yeah, it. Yeah. Again, I, it doesn't been terrible. It's not been terrible. Um, I don't, I haven't, Really missed any stupid ones. Yeah. Um. So you know that's always good. Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, definitely. If I was going to replace one club in the bag right be... now for a brand new one, that would be out a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what do you think? If you were going to replace one of yours, what you say it's a hybrid for the yeah. So the, the hybrid gapper. to the to the gapper, I think. I I I think I might want to hit 
the gap a mid and the gap a high just to get a feel of which one might be best for me. Um, but I think it would be that. Um, Other than that, they're all pretty brand new, aren't they? You've yeah. Obviously you've spoken yeah. about changing your, your iron set next. What were the ones you're interested in? Uh, so I'd probably, if I was going to change them now, it would be the TaylorMade P790s. They are beautiful. Yeah. They are, they're amazing. Do you think you'd be able to hit them as nicely as you hit the the M6s? <sighs> probably not. <laughs> But I'd be in love with them. So, <laughs> do you know, it's, it's, it's like you say, like we were saying before, it's whether you're confident with an older club or whether you... I don't know if it would brew confidence in me because they're new and they're shiny and they're beautiful. If, you, sure. were, if you were offered a straight swap for, with what you've got for a uh, steel-shafted set of uh, Sim... Oh, yeah, Sim yeah, Max yeah, irons, would you take, take yeah, those, yeah? Yeah, sw- straight swap, yeah, easy. Just purely for the... If it was... Straight swap um, for the, if it was graphite for graphite, would you want them just because they're yeah, brand new? They'd be yeah. worth more if I went for sell-on value because yeah. they'd be newer. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. Um, just just a quick one on while we're on irons, uh, something I'm looking at working on in the next few months slash year or so, I'm looking at trying to build my own sort of irons looking at getting some iron heads, some ferrules, some shafts, some grips. Just It's just a small project that I want to do. Uh, try and get some bits recorded of it. Where would you get the uh, parts from? Uh, I'd look on eBay for the heads. Yeah. Not not a lot out there at the minute, and what there is, they're quite expensive. That's yeah. the problem at the minute. I don't know... I don't know what I want to build yet. I don't know whether I want to build some Taylor-Mades and I want to build some Callaway, some Mizunos. I think I'd like to build some Mizunos. Like, I like the Mizunos, they, they, the feel, they're known for feel. Mm-hmm. I think I'd like to build a set of Mizunos, maybe like an older set of Mizunos, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, get some, we, we sell groups here, I'll just buy something that... Yeah, they're, they're Golf Pride. They're Golf, oh, they're pride. golf pride, yeah. Yeah, they're really nice, they're just black, they're grey with red at the top. I think I'd probably yeah, just no, stick them on it, they'd be really they? nice. Um and then the shafts, uh, to be honest, I don't know where I'd look for them yet. Like I said, it's only pipeline sort yeah. of idea more than anything at the moment. But it's just something I've thought about. But so you, you think you'd swap out your putter for a new for a new club right now? A new putter, yeah. Putter yeah, yeah. Putter, so yeah. Putter, for putter, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that'd be definitely if I was gonna um, do a straight swap, um, sort of club for club. It'd be the putter, uh, the tailor made. Ross and Monza out. Uh, not sure what I'd get in. I mean, I'd be tempted to get a spider. Yeah, I like the spider. What colour? Uh, I think the copper, yeah. I think. I do like navy and I do like navy blue. Yeah. But I think the copper... I don't know, I think I, I like the look of that. I quite, like the, uh, quite like the white one, the chalk white one. See, that's my least favourite. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I'd want the copper, but with like the thick white stripe through it. Oh, okay. I think... Yeah, a couple white. It's like a thick white stripe with a black with a thin black line through. Yeah, I think that would be my choice. Okay, yeah, uh, nice. for lining it up, I think yeah. that would probably be my uh, preferred option. Uh, yes, yeah, I think so. That's... Should we just do a quick run through of what we've got? I'll go first. So, yeah, driver. I've got the M6 D type driver. Three wood and five wood, both M6 D type. I've got a Bay Hill five hybrid. I've got M6 irons, five to sand wedge. I've got a Vokey design, 
uh, spin milled 52 degree wedge. I've got a uh, tailor-made mill grind 2 60 degree lob wedge and I've got a Odyssey uh, Metal X7 uh, putter. Yeah, and I've got the Nike Covert 2 driver, um, 3 wood, sorry. Uh, Nike Vaporfly 5 wood, uh, 3 and 4 hybrids in the Nike Slingshot, a Ping G2 2 iron, Nike Slingshot 5 iron to pitch and wedge, uh, the Tightlist Voki design 56 and 60 degree wedges, and the tailor made, the terrible tailor made <laughs> Rosser Monza putter. So that sort of wraps it up for that know, is what's our, in the bag. That's how our bags look currently. Yeah. They'll probably be ever changing, not gonna lie. I yeah. always feel the, the oh, sort of need to get something gloves, new. Yeah, 100%. I'm always looking on eBay. Like I say, that's why I wanted to start this project of sort of building my own because uh, I don't care how good they are. I just want to sort of have that pride of building something. And then it's also like I've got that to work towards. It will probably stop me buying stuff. And if anyone wants to send us some uh, some parts for golf clubs, some some golf clubs they don't use anymore or want to sell any, let us know because uh, we'll probably be more than interested. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, just give us a message on social media or via email, which you'll hear at the end of the episode. Yeah, so we'll be back uh, to answer your questions just after the break. And welcome back to the final part of episode five of the Plugged Golf podcast. Yep. Um, we've got a discount code this week. I um, don't know if any of you saw, but we both purchased a pair of new shoes this week. We got the Adidas Adicross uh, Retro Golf yeah. Shoes. What colours do you go for, George? Uh, so I got the, I think they're called White Indigo. So they're like yes, white with... White uh, Silver Indigo or something. Yeah, they've got yeah. white with navy sort of accents and they've got a red salt. They're really nice. I've got yeah, they are nice. So it's my birthday on Tuesday, so tomorrow if you listen to Monday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. Yeah, so my brother got me them for my birthday, so... Yeah, I, I opted for the for the black option. The yeah. white indigo are the are my favourite colour of the lot, but a little bit too much it's stuff matching. Silly, yeah, yeah. So we've gone close got, enough with the po. Who's yeah, it? I've already got a pair of white and navy and silver yeah. um, golf shoes. To be fair, so yeah. that's why I opted for the black. But yeah, they're really nice. So yeah, the black ones are nice with the gum sort of finish on the bottom and stuff. Yeah, really, really nice. yeah, they're a bit a bit different. Um, yeah, definitely very comfortable. Yeah, so we've got discount code for those. Yeah, so if you want to get uh, get a pair of those, you can get five five pounds off and get them for a, around fifty five pounds. I think they're fifty nine ninety five full price, so down to fifty four ninety five with the code. Yeah, so um, the code itself is retro five uh, retro and the number five. You can use that on golfbase.co.uk. Um, to get five pounds yeah. off your Adidas and golf shoes, we can highly recommend them. One hundred percent, really nice golf shoes. Definitely. Um, George, we've had a few questions this week. Ooh. Had a few questions. Um, Quite a few, yeah. I'll start off with one from Jamie Crompton. We received it on Twitter. He's at Crumpy89. Um, George, he's asked, do you think we'll see crowds of fans be able to attend football matches next season? Okay. Um, to be honest, oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'd love to think so. I think... But Certainly not at the start of the season. Like no, if if can't. next season does start in September or you know late August September, if yeah, that's a there's not going to well. be 
We're not even sure if they're going to finish this one. They want to. They want to finish this season. Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, there was new cases it, that come up this week. The same with any sport. I can't see there being any fans of the golf. I can't, like, crowds of the size that there are. Tens of thousands of fans at one small place at one time. I just can't see it being feasible. I can't see it happening. If anyone wants football to come back and wants to be able to watch it, then I think you've got to accept that without yeah. fans, it's the way forward. It's gonna, it's gonna be different for the next eighteen months, or year eighteen months. So yeah, you just got to accept that. I think. I think sport in general is gonna change because of this. Yeah, and I think, I think you just got to accept that that's the fact of what's gonna happen. Um, it was interesting watching the golf on Sunday actually because I think they had a Donald Trump on. And he was saying that he wants to see fans at the Masters in in November. Yes. I just, I just think, I just think it's unrealistic. I mean, that has brought us into the next question, which is was sent to us directly from uh, Joe Summerbell. He's asked, "When do you think the next major will go ahead, and who do you think will benefit the most from this period of time off?" So it's it's a difficult one because obviously there's there's still some some scheduled to be played. This, um, year. this year there's been some moves and whatever, but to actually go ahead because it's yeah you know it could change. I think I think the Masters is set for November with no crowds at the moment, which I think is pretty feasible. I think they could probably do that. I think that's that's okay. Um, obviously, the the Ryder Cup hasn't been moved yet. Um, that's September, but majors. So if it is. The Masters, which I probably I think the Masters will be the first one to return, whether that's November or April next year. Mm-hmm. Um, who would benefit? Anyone? I I I, I think that question is it's a brilliant question, Joe. But I think anyone could benefit from it because you don't know how people are taking this time off. And how they how that's working for them. It could be that they're really enjoying having a bit of time, mental space to sort of reset themselves, or whether it's getting people down. Like you don't you don't know how other people are working. I wonder what it feels like to not have that um, competition sort of most weeks. Yeah, um, well, I think when you live like that, it must be difficult. It must be difficult to have that sort of like you say competition week in week out. Yeah. Yeah, it's difficult know. to know how the mentality will be when they come back to it. Yeah. Um, let alone, you know, performance. I mean, the, I think the mentality is yeah. a big, a big part of it. So it'll be interesting to, interesting to see what what it's like. Yeah. Rory looked good on Sunday, so it could help him. He hadn't played a lot, I know. It just depends how long this yeah, goes on for. Exactly. You know, you, don't, you just don't know what's gonna happen. And that's the thing. Um, move on to the next question from Chris Jones. Uh, he said, you work in a golf store that sells lots of equipment and clothing. If you were advising someone to kit out, uh, which items would you tell them to get and which would you say not to bother? Okay, so I think, I think it depends what sort of golfer you are. I think if you're just going to be playing, you're sort of a fair weather golfer, you're going to be playing in the summer months every year, you need... Well, I mean, let's start out... Uh, the, the best place to start out is... Uh, we've got a friend who's just started playing. Yeah. Um, and if we start with clubs, um, we've obviously got a small nine-hole course just down the road. So, playing that, we said you need... You want your iron set. Yeah. Um, and which I think you got four to pitching wedge. Yeah, I think that's... 
and and he got uh, and he got a putter from the shop. Yeah. Um, now that means he can go out and play. Yeah, I think if you've got irons and a putter, you can play a nine-hole course. It's going to be it. basic, uh, and yeah. it is a short nine-hole course. Uh, it, is. it used um, to be a little sort of pitch and putt par three course, didn't it? Yeah, it's got a few par fours on there. They'd be short par fours compared to yeah, definitely to everywhere else, but. Um, but yeah, so I think that starting with clubs, you want to start off. That's the very, you know, the very, very basic. basic yeah. Um, then you want to look at look at you probably a fairway wood next. Yeah. Just for the for the gap. Yeah. Um, and be able to hit that. Yeah. Uh, more wedges. More um, wedges, and then obviously build the bag from there. Realistically, I wouldn't go any smaller than a stand bag. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the sandy bags. The, the pencil, pencil bags. Ones, I don't. Neither do I personally. I yeah, I mean, you can. The, I mean, he bought a bag. Ugly little things. I think yeah, it was sixty pounds to buy for the bag. It's yeah. a, it's a nice bag. It works perfectly fine. I think sixty pound for a bag. It is an expensive sport. Guys. Yeah, it is. especially it's when just, starting up. I mean, when if you, you come from nothing. To, bot, to wanting to get everything, it's going to be... And you do need a lot for the first week, do you know what I mean? If you yeah. need a whole set of irons and a putter, it's going to cost you a fair bit. Obviously, look on eBay. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, for starters, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and then if you move up to... So if, if you want to kit out properly, um, I mean, I'd look at um, the GPS watches. It's probably... Do you think? Oh, if, if oh you want to go sorry, for... for proper golf if you if you're serious yeah I think the next sort of the next sort of step up for that if you're serious about playing every week and knowing sort of your distances yeah I mean, and everything. I mean just purely on basics I think if you've got a pair of trousers oh, well, a pair yes. of pair of shorts and three or four polos I think you've got your sort of six seven outfits there of course I'd the, start with a spikeless pair of golf shoes yeah as well. like I say especially if you're especially if you're a fair weather golfer you're only going to be playing in the summer months you, you, spikeless golf shoes are going to do you absolutely fine they'll last you you can play in them all year round of course you don't have to have spikes but yeah honestly I think a, but yeah sorry I think a GPS watch would be uh, you yeah, know if you haven't yeah. got if you haven't already got um, an Apple watch or something like that where you can use it apps and things um, on it yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd get one because realistically when you look at it that you can get one for about £140 probably yeah, the watches cheaper than that yeah so that's not when you look at that and what that will actually achieve yeah I mean being able to know the distances obviously you need to have a have an idea of your distance of each club. I'm sounding slightly that. hypocritical because I haven't got one. But yes, that's the that's the thing. If you know your distances and how far you can hit it, I'll yeah. definitely get one because it yeah definitely it, it yeah. helps massively. Obviously, I've been playing with you and you've been helping me with that with with your watch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be something that I'll purchase once I know my distances. That'll definitely be something. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's I think it's invaluable. What not to get. I mean, a ball retriever, I'd say just yeah, don't worry don't about that. <laughs> um, obviously, balls, we sell lots of balls, uh, especially for start yeah, You need, you need you balls. Need it. We sell everything from cheap budget balls up to tightness. So that's the thing, you can, buy, you can buy lake balls and stuff, but we do good, we sell good quality golf balls that. It's pretty, you might as well just go for that, yeah. They're cheaper, they're brand new. You look so. at the. Um, uh, the tightness, the low level tightness, they're still very good golf balls. Oh, but yeah, they're a very reasonable the price. True feel, yeah, £20 a dozen or £19.99 a dozen, and they're brilliant, yeah, yeah. And some of the Callaway ones are um, very well priced, so yeah, definitely. I, th- I think I think there's enough balls, but uh, what not to buy is I think, unless you know you're going to be going out a lot when it's raining. 
don't need a you don't need a set of waterproofs massively unless you unless you know you're going to be playing in the rain. What not to buy? Maybe a visor because very few people look good in a visor. Yeah, very few. See what to buy, and that'd be a Greg Norman straw hat. Yeah, they're excellent. And yeah, get yourself a cap. Get yourself a cap. A pitch mark. A pitch uh, repairer. Yeah, pitch repairer. Pitch ball marker. I need a ball marker. Yeah, ball marker. They're, they're all important to be fair. Like that's the thing. I think. I don't think we sell a lot that's sort of useless or pointless. I think a lot of the stuff we have is actually sort of has a purpose. Well, it, all serves a, it all serves a purpose, yeah. It's just for those ones starting out. But if if you want to, you know, if you're thinking about playing seriously for, for years to come, then... Yeah, uh, I think you know, there's a lot of stuff to invest in. Yeah, 100%. A lot of it is investment. It's just, you're, you're buying something to last you X amount of years. Um, we'll move on to the next question from a Joe Russell. We've had another question from a Joe, so I'm just going to call him Jassel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah nice. Um, he's asked, what are your opinions on having different branded clubs in your bag? Now, that's quite relevant to what we've been speaking about earlier because you've yeah. got majority TaylorMade, made, yeah. I've got the majority Nike. Yeah. It's a weird one because the brands, there's some brands that are better at doing certain aspects yeah, of, definitely, the, yeah. of the clubs than others. But there is, there's a little bit of satisfaction you get if you did have... I think if I had an unlimited budget, yeah. I'd have tailor-made woods, yeah. Mizuno irons, mm-hmm. Vokey wedges, and uh, I'd either have a, uh, an Odyssey... Or a Scotty. Yeah, you like the Scotty. I, I think I'd have to have a Scotty Cameron, Cameron just because yeah. they're Scotty Cameron. I think, for me... I, I, I don't have any prejudice against it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think anyone... Oh, I think, realistically, you, what, you're going to have a mixed bag. Um, yeah, because you're going to be looking for for strengths in those departments. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think, I, think, I don't think there's any... More people have a mixed bag than, than all the same brand. I mean, yeah. Nike don't make hardware anymore, so I couldn't... You carry on getting brand new Nike. Get out of the brand new set of Nikes. So I think I like the Cobra clubs. I'll probably go for Cobra Woods. Yeah, but I don't think there's any brand that is the best in every single department. Oh, no. So that's the the thing. I I mean, you look at Cleveland with their wedges. Oh, yeah. They can't compete in any of the other um, categories, really. Yeah. Um, I would... I don't know. I think... I think the closest to being having very high standards is the tailor-made and that's why I've got them and they're at an affordable price and they've got a range yeah they've got a range I mean the the most affordable clubs are very good quality so yeah I think I think also another one that probably has maybe top five in all departments is probably Callaway Callaway slash Odyssey so so Callaway's woods are probably top five Callaway's irons are probably top five tightness yeah, tight list as well. They're probably... For the, yeah. for the longer clubs, I'd have thought. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, so probably Callaway tight the wedges. Taylor made, so yeah, the wedges, the putter, obviously the Scot- Scotty Cameron's making them for tight list. Bob Vokey's making the wedges for tight list. And then tight list make their own irons and woods. So, I think, yeah, I think, I think tight list probably up there for having an all-round. I think if I was a tour player and I was signed for a a specific brand I think I'd want to either be as in the whole all clubs bag ball apparel everything mm-hmm. I think 
tight list would be very good because then you'd be with foot joy clothing yeah, you'd yeah. have the Scotty Cameron the Vokies I think they'd be very good I think Taylor Made would be very good because you'd have the TP5 oh and the, color, uh, the tight list you'd have the Pro V1 uh, so Taylor Made you'd have the very good a uh, top ball a top set of clubs you'd have the Adidas clothing with the Taylor Made um, and Callaway I think they're them, they're the, probably the top three because then Callaway you've got the apparel the clubs and the tr- the chrome soft ball so the, they're the top three I'd say if, if you had to be kitted out in everything from one brand personally I'd probably pick one of those three because I think they're they're probably in the top three slash five of all departments yeah definitely we've uh, also had a question from number one fan Jackie Concarney shout out Jackie yeah thanks Jackie for another great question how much alcohol have you drank during lockdown to forget that football is cancelled too much but yeah I'd say not enough okay yeah I miss it I think I drank more before. Yeah, going to the pub and stuff. Yeah, I miss it. We're playing darts as well. Playing darts, we? yeah. Um, Watching football. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to add more, and I can't get down the shops t- too often to, to restock. That's yeah. been a big problem. Yeah. But um, still been having fun, I suppose. Yeah. I've been doing this. this I'm glad. Work. I'm glad we've been at work personally. I think I would have struggled being on furlough. Yeah. As much as it sounds great, I think I would have struggled. I, I just, I'm, I just like being outside. I don't like being sort of trapped indoors. Almost, I think I've enjoyed being out. I think I'm safe to say this because I don't think she's going to listen. <laughs> I think I'd have killed the missus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Love you. Yeah, <laughs> you have to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's it's been good that we've been able to get out and work and. See each other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that's good. Um, and then on to our final question, my personal favourite of the week uh, from a Michael Honeywood. Take it away, Michael. Hello, regular listener Michael Honeywood here, aka Moneywood. Um, quick question for the for you two lads. Um, what is your go-to club if you're having a bad round? For me, it's most rounds. Um, I have a bad round. But if I just need to relax into my swing a little bit, I always reach for the eight iron because I, I know I can hit it well and hit it far, and it just gets me back in the rhythm. So, what, what's your go-to club? Question, Michael. Yeah. Um, I like you are often having a bad round, so it's it, it does happen that I, I go for that safety club, as it were. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, one of the sort of mid to shorter irons is realistically one of the nicest. Nice to hit, the easiest to hit. Yeah. So I think a, a seven, a seven or eight iron, probably a seven iron for me. A little bit more distance. So I think the seven iron is just sort of the stock iron. Just, it's the yeah. one that you. I think you can just go back to it. Genetically, it's got. It's long enough to get a fair bit of distance, but it's got the loft as well. So. Yeah, I think you've. you've it, it's comfortable enough. Um, I think I sort of touched on it earlier. I like my sandwich. If I know I've got a distance yeah. that I can make with my sandwich, I think. It makes me happy because I think, okay, I've got confidence here that I'm gonna hit this. Definitely, it's gonna make it's gonna make the number. I must admit, I've been hitting my pitching wedge all right as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, look, I think that that'd be. Probably I think it depends. Obviously, obviously, where you are on the, yeah. on the course. I think if if you're if you've started off badly, you're three holes in or whatever, and you're just not getting comfortable. I think 
for me, if I was, say, three holes in on the fourth tee, I think if it was a par four, I think I'd, I'd step up with the five wood because I think I, I, I know I'd be able to hit it. I know that I'd be able to get a decent shot shape on it for whatever is in front of me. But if I was sort of halfway through a hole and I was, if I was, say, 60, 70 yards out, I'd know that I've got that confidence of the set of the sand wedge. Yeah. So it it just depends where you where you are on the course, of course. But um, yeah, that's a great yeah. question. Actually. I think another good answer is obviously a hybrid, um, often called yeah. a rescue. Yeah. So, so that's that that sort of uh, rescue in the round. Yeah, idea. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That is a really good question, though. Thanks, question. Michael, or Money Wood, as you called yourself. If anyone wants to send us a question or get in touch, uh, where can they find us, George? Uh, so we're on Instagram at plugged golf sorry plugged underscore golf yep uh, on twitter at plugged golf pod on facebook it's plugged golf and you can drop us an email it's plugged golf at gmail.com yep and where can they find you personally Cal well they can find me personally at Calstone Street on twitter um, what I would say is this is going to be our last episode for a couple of weeks um, just with the baby due yeah we're going to wait until, until the baby's been born and I've had my paternity leave before we, uh, before we come back and record episode 6 um, so go and check out the previous episodes if you haven't already uh-huh. um, you've got uh, a few weeks now to compose some questions so just get in touch and uh, and yeah, it'll be great to hearing from you. We'll try and stay as active as we can on the uh, on the socials, but obviously it's uh, busy lives, especially for Cal coming up. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at George Baker underscore and on Instagram at Bakes98. That's B-A-K-E-S 98. Yes, indeed. Sweet. So uh, that's it for the time being, as Cal said. Um, see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, sure.